You're listening to the Taming Hindrances Podcast. Conversations about self-awareness and mental health, as well as a dive into this thing known as spirituality. We talk about everything and anything on the podcast, so come get triggered. Welcome to another episode of the Taming Hindrances Podcast. As always, my name's Phil. I'm the host and creator of the podcast, and today's topic of discussion is nonsense. Nonsense. It's all nonsensical, as I will tell you over the next oh hour or so. I'm sure it'll take me to get this one out. Let's head over to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, as we always do, to start off with a good definition. The noun nonsense via Merriam-Webster's is words or language having no meaning or conveying no intelligible ideas. Everything I say is absolute nonsense. Keep that in mind. Another definition, language, conduct, or an idea that is absurd or contrary to good sense. Uh, There's also an instance of absurd action. I like to think of that as being chaotic. I like to be chaotic. Remember, my definition of chaos is a little bit different than most. I take the archaic definition of chaos, which is when chance is supreme. The point at which chance is supreme is the definition of chaos that I like, that I use the most. Continuing here with the nouns, uh, noun definition of nonsense, things of no importance or value. Uh, also, you could use the word trifles. Affected or impudent conduct. Also, there's genetic information consisting of one or more codons that do not code for any amino acid. That's a that's a medical one. We're going to we're not necessarily steer away from that one, but we're not not going to get too deep into it. Uh, and then there's the adjective nonsense, which is consisting of an arbitrary grouping of speech, sounds, or symbols. In that regard, everything, and I do mean everything, is nonsense. It's all just nonsensical. It is generally just nonsense, top to bottom, left to right, upside down, backwards, whatever directional thing you want to pick out, it's all nonsense. And my reasoning for that is because we use this thing known as language. And as I've expressed over the last, oh, 60-some episodes here, that is all we do. Um, here on episode 68, the nonsense episode, I have now defined in some way or another 67 other words. This makes 68. And with every one of those words, I was able to weave or, or redirect or bring the definition of the word into the realm of self-awareness, mental health, spirituality. I've been attempting to weave language into my life for a very long time. And as cathartic as this podcast has become, um, there is some sort of nonsensical nature to it. This, you know, idea that in any way I could possibly have the hope to, or, or the ability to affect your life is nonsensical. It's nonsense. These are just words. I'm just spitting out words. I'm just just vomiting out v- verbs and nouns and adjectives and all of this other nonsensical items that we somehow agree upon to have meaning. But looking at the definitions here, what really has all that meaning that isn't nonsense, right? Words or language having no meaning or conveying no intelligible ideas. Okay, well, that's being very specific about there could be words that do not or language that does not have meaning or conveys intelligible ideas but then we have to have a whole argument about what is intelligent what would be intelligible um we have to have a long a, a conversation about language just in general we have to have conversations that in my definition are nonsensical they just don't make any sense there's no reason for them because there's no way we'll ever all agree. Look, I don't want to be the, you know, bearer of bad news here, but the fact of the matter is we have come to a point where the individual has to be themselves. They have to be, you have to be yourself in the realm of mental health in the realm of self-awareness in the realm of how things work in the reality in which we now find ourselves in that in which we are created in our own mind, the simulation of the situation of hard light, this, this frequency realm of things where light is hard. And we have things like solid light known as walls and tables and doors and chairs and mocha cappuccinos. It's all nonsense. 
it's all just this agreed upon behavior. It's just the agreed upon situation. It's a, a misdirection, if you will. The archaic understandings of just about every thought process have defined in some way the archetypes of the story. This is why we see a constant re-raveling or uh, sorry, unraveling and retelling of stories that are all the same. They all have mostly the same plot points and understandings of, you know, this is the major lesson to get out of it. And just about any Marvel movie, and I like hero movies. They're fun, okay? I'm a bit of a geek in my own right. So, you know, cool, awesome, MCU, go. DC, I don't care what your pick of poison is. I watch a ton of anime. Like, I get that there's an entertainment factor here. But if we look at the things that these, you know, movies or even the some of the books we read, they're all just retelling of stories we've already heard a thousand times over in the history of humanity. We have very, very rare original thought because we very rarely invent new words, new language. And so in that situation, it is all nonsensical words or language having no meaning or conveying no intelligible ideas. I say that because we very often use language incorrectly. We just spit out words that don't have anything to do with what we're actually talking about. In fact, we have an entire set of sub languages and misuse of language that we now have to define in the use of being in a different definition or different defined factor than what the word actually came from. So much so that way back when, I don't even know when it started, I'd have to look that up, but I'm going to say right around the first dictionary started to come out, um, which sidebar for a second, it's not the best movie in the world, but it's a pretty interesting movie. Um, It's called The Professor and the Madman. Uh, has Mel Gibson and unfortunately the actors whose name I always forget. Uh, he's fantastic, but it's about, it's a, uh, a, a fictional telling of the non-fictional story of the beginning of the Oxford dictionary. And it's, it's just a fun watch. Um, but in that movie, they go over an important thing that we've had to deal with for a very long time now, which is known as the etymology of a word. In last episode, episode 67, the memory episode, I talked about etymology. Etymology is the history of a word. It's where we get the words we use. Well, in that understanding, we've now had to define where these words come from because we misuse them regularly. We don't learn them. People's vocabulary are very limited. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just, you know, and I don't even really blame them for having small vocabularies. And I mean small in the sense of we just don't use that many words. Now, sidebar again for a second. I don't use that many words. I do most of my talking on this podcast or with my clients in my bodywork practice. Other than that, I speak very rarely. And I've gone years in my life where I spoke probably a 10th of the amount some people do in their year. I imagine in my lifetime, I will do less speaking than the average human being. And it'd be interesting to know how much time people actually spent speaking, but I do very little of it. It's not to say I don't have a lot of conversations. I talk to myself in my head a lot. Now, we also have to remember that there's a subset of the population that cannot have a conversation in their own mind without verbally having it out loud. Verbally, I mean by using their actual vocal cords to produce the sound of the conversation. They they do not have an internal dialogue. So right there, we can say everything's nonsense. Words or language having no meaning or conveying no intelligible ideas. The things we say to ourselves in our heads are nonsense. Specifically nonsense to someone who cannot have a conversation or have an internal dialogue. And on the other side of that, we have the people who can do that and then hear that fact and they go, well, that's nonsense. How could you not have an internal dialogue, right? So with that, let's go into some other, you know, before I go too down far down that rabbit hole, we also have language conduct or an idea that is absurd or contrary to good sense. Well, just about everything that comes out of my mouth would be most likely in, you know, in contrary to good sense. 
Because how do we define good sense? Right? Think about the things that this modern, quote-unquote modern, society of ours have pushed us into. The advent of social media and influencers. The advent of, you know, well-known celebrities and established norms. Um, the idea of the banking structure of debt, um, big governments, uh, global organizations, wealth on a scale that is nearly unfathomable to some people. Isn't all that outside of good sense? But we consider that to be like the goal to attain, the goal to reach for, right? And I'm not saying don't rave yourself out of a bad situation. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm talking about is the massive difference between what's known as objective reasoning and subjective understanding. We essentially get to choose what's nonsense and what's not nonsense. That has to do with subjectivity. These are the answers to why questions. If you followed this podcast in any way, you may have heard me say, I don't ask why questions. I don't like to ask why questions. In fact, I did an entire episode, episode 52 on why questions and what this word known as why really talks about. To answer a why question is to answer a spiritual question. It is so subjectively understood by yourself that it is an answer to or a fact or a given idea of who you really are or what you really believe in. And thus it's spiritual by nature. That is what the why questions answer. And I try to stay away from why questions because it's all nonsense. Just the religious structures of the planet, of this that which is known as humanity's belief structures are all nonsense. None of them agree. So each one of them has words and languages that have no meaning to the other or convey no intelligible ideas to one another. We could even say that about just languages in general. Using Mandarin or Cantonese to talk to someone in Istanbul. Doesn't matter, right? Or, you know, going as far as saying like, how about we use one of the African dialogues, there's a lot of them, to talk to somebody who grew up in the Bronx? Mm, probably nonsensical, right? Just sounds like it just sounds like gibberish to some people. And we wonder why we have things like xenophobia. We wonder why we have things like misdirection, misunderstandings, and just domineering hatred. That's all brewed from fear. Episode 58 of this podcast, when I talked about fear. The fact that after the advent of the internet, we have not taken it upon ourselves to come up with a universal language is, at this point, conspiracy I would say it's verging on the realm of conspiracy that we've spent so much time doing translation and so little time in collaboration because translation still allows for nonsense. It still allows for us to give subjective subjectivity where objectivity would be better. And so in the realm of language, we have the realm of marketing. We have the realm of propaganda. We have the realm of lies and deceit, coercion, corruption. All of these words exist in the languages in which we're using. And I'm just using the English language here. But it allows for a lot of subjectivity. It allows for one group of people to decide what's important to them and what should be important to others. Well, that's nonsense. That's contrary to good sense. Good sense would say, and I'm going to say this very specifically because I think a lot of people need to hear it. There are no winners. There are only losers. Anytime you fight a war, if you fight any war, if you've ever had a combative situation, if you've even had an argument, no one wins. There's people who think they won. They think they're the winner. And they think that due to subjectivity not objectivity. Objectively, if I looked at any conflict, be it from you stole my piece of candy to you blew up my fucking country, 
both sides lost. Some just lose more than others. I almost did this episode on loss and lose those two words or one of those two words. But I looked at it and I said, you know what? That's it's almost too specific because when we look really deeply into the idea of war, this thing we are in a constant state of, I did a whole episode on it back in episode 63. You're at war. You were born into war. You're going to be in war your entire life. We will never give up on this factor of war. We love it. Humanity loves war. We live in it. We thrive in it. We do it every day. Some people do it better than others. The idea that there is a winner is nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. An instance of absurd action. That's another definition of nonsense. An instance of absurd action. It is an absurd action to take violent action against someone else unless they themselves have already started that violent action. What necessity could you possibly have to take violent action against someone else? Other than defend yourself. That's why we call it defense. Specifically, even in the idea of public understanding, when it goes to a trial of your peers in the judiciary system of the United States of America, or what used to be the forum in other ancient cultures, to defend oneself was a representation of the okay, quote unquote, action of violence. When I teach self-defense, I never teach preemptive strike. The only time I teach what would be known as a preemptive strike is when the point has occurred where you no longer are human and you are somehow become someone else's prey. They've taken the first violent action because war starts in the mind. It starts as a simulation. So when someone looks at someone else as prey or a target, then you bring violence of action because you are now no longer human to that person. And so they themselves have also lost their humanity. And so by their action, you have now defined the realm of, well, time for them to die instead of me. And so the ends weigh the means and blah, 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 blah. But let's look at that a little bit more objectively from the idea of nonsense. An instance of absurd action. What could possibly bring someone else to think that they are better than someone else? A loss. Because everyone loses. Somehow, the rationalization becomes, well, this was done to me, or I've seen this done to others. It's just a never-ending cycle. It's just a never-ending cycle of an instance of absurd actions. It's all nonsense. The fact that you could end war by killing someone else, that's that's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You can propagate war and you can be in a better position in that war by doing so. And so we must get rid of this understanding that we can win a war. There is no winning wars. There's no winning a fight. I've been in many fights. I've lost every single one of them. Even the ones where someone objectively from the outside or really subjectively from the outside would say, hey, yo, yeah, you won that one. Let's even go into my sparring career. I've trained many martial artists. I've trained many fighters. I've lost every sparring match I've ever been in because that was my job. My job was to lose. My job was to teach them how to be better at fighting. To do that, I needed to lose. In some cases, they needed to lose, but ultimately, I lost. When I was a bouncer, I lost all the time. You never got, you know, you didn't get hit, you get choked out, you put them in a hold, you got them arrested. You know, you kept the situation from happening. I still lost. I lost control of the situation. Why we have this expectation of the end defines the whole situation is bullshit. It's, it's just nonsense. It's an absurd idea to think that somehow the time frame of the end result is what defines everything. If I really truly won... Nothing would ever have occurred. Nothing, there would have been nothing. There would have been no conflict. That's the reality of actual true winning. If you're going to really want to put a definition on winning, and I'm not going to get into that whole definition right now, or loss or lose, but 
if you wanted to look at winning in a better perspective, at least objectively, there'd be no conflict to begin with. Because the necessity for a conflict comes from the loss of something. I almost called this episode pool. P-U-L-L. Because there is no such thing as a push in our reality. In the existence that we walk around in, there's no such thing as a push. Nothing pushes anything. It only pulls. We define the action of a push. But what really happens is muscles pull. Everything we do is a pull. Everything the universe does is a pull. Magnets pull. Everything pulls. Muscles pull. They simulate what we know as a push. Push is a directional understanding, but the action is a pull. Magnetism pulls. Our body pulls. Everything's a pull. The sun pulls us behind it. Gravity pulls. So there's no such thing as a push. And just like there's no such thing as winning, there's only loss. And there's a scale of loss. So even, you know, the person who ran the race and they quote unquote won, they really lost. They lost something. Maybe they lost KCALs, caloric calories. Maybe they lost their breath. Maybe they lost time. Maybe you're always losing something. Maybe they won constantly, quote unquote won. And they lost the experience of winning. Well, sorry, lost the experience of actually losing. So that when they went out into the job market and that first time it didn't go well, they had a massive mental breakdown because they'd only won. So they lost the adversity of losing, quote unquote, and were never stronger because of it. We are not much different than the rest of the things that exist upon this planet. And in fact, in some way we are a part of that cycle, that system. And so it would be absurd at this point, nonsensical, if you will, to think that the necessity for adversity should go away. Life is not easy, nor should it be. Plants require outside influences to do certain things in order for a plant to thrive it needs sunlight it needs nutrients so everything around it is a fight the weed trying to choke off its stream of sunlight or its nutrients from the soil the cold from taking away its cellular structure and being able to, you know, reproduce its cellular structure to grow. But with that comes the strengthening of the plant. And so why we think everything should just be hunky-dory is also an absurdity. It's nonsense. It's nonsense to think that there should be no war. It's the only thing we're fucking good at. We can fight wars differently. That's for sure. But we have now built it into our culture, built it into our humanity to have war because we believe it to be the only way to better ourselves. And one of the things that makes all of this so nonsensical is the fact that we think we're different than anyone else. We deserve better. We're owed something by the universe. We're, that's nonsense. Words or language having no meaning or conveying no intelligible ideas. I deserve. I'm better than. We're better than. That's nonsense. Nonsense. Fucking nonsense. How dare someone use that language? 
But that too is nonsense. Because it's all subjective. And subjectivity is the realm of why questions. And why questions are spiritual questions. So if why questions and the realm of subjectivity is the answer to spiritual questions, and I'm using why very specifically here, why in the fuck does that have anything to do with our physical existence, our bodies and our minds, as far as the understanding of how things should work go? That's why everything's nonsense. Everything is nonsense because we keep trying to judge it on different bases that have nothing to do with the basis in which we're living on. Absolutely, the necessity for resources and uh, all of these different things are required for us to live. You know, shelter, food, water, heat. That's uh, We require technology to exist. And so, yeah, we're going to fight over it. We're going to have wars over this stuff. But in some way, we equivalent that to spirituality and the answering of subjective understandings. And so we get mad when someone's like, well, you know, I don't think you should be better than me. Or I don't think my, you know, I don't think we should let our kids be better than you. They should, everybody should get a trophy. That's fucking nonsense. There is no such thing as equivalence on this planet. There is survival of the fittest. That's how planets work. That's how nature works. At a body physical level. But we have minds. We have consciousnesses. And so we have experience. And so if we use those things, then yes, we can have rational understandings about, oh, okay, we need a little bit of adversity to make something stronger, but we can regulate that. We can, we can kind of figure out what type of level of adversity might be required. Cool. That wouldn't be nonsense. That would be vernacular. That would be understanding. That would be definition. That would be correct use of language because we're taking away the subjectivity and allowing for the objectivity so that we can have an agreed upon structure. Awesome. We're never going to get there, but awesome. We can also then understand in the spiritual side of things that having any conversation at a spiritual level in today's modern quote unquote society is nonsense. No decision whatsoever should ever be made based on a spiritual nature involving the minds or bodies of this in here reality. None. Zero. Because we have no way to talk about it. If, if we come up with a way to have those conversations, then absolutely we should take that direction. That would be known as raising our vibration. Love and light. All of this nonsensical talk people have been having that have no idea what it's about. I've said many times about these people who are talking about love and light. They have no idea what they're talking about. Light being the source of which we exist. We live in a world where hard light exists. The ground we stand upon is just a manifestation of hard light. Everything is light. Uh, it's just a, just a frequency range. I'm not going to get into it right now. Go listen to some other stuff. Um. So we have hard light and then we have love, right? And the love is this oxytocin response, but we have what's known as unconditional love, which I've described in the past as being that in which someone would try to understand someone else's depression, knowing that they absolutely cannot do that. It's not possible. You can never understand someone else's depression, but you can try. That's unconditional love. So the definition of unconditional love and light put together would be an understanding of the universe and reality in which we exist in, which would be an understanding of our physical forms. Once we have that, then we can have the understanding of our mental forms, the place in which our consciousness is stowed so that we can have a conversation with the spiritual side. So once we understand the physical reality and we teach everybody about that, then we can start having a conversation about the mental landscape. That's where we are right now. That's where I am with this podcast. We need to talk about self-awareness. We need to talk about mental health. We need to talk about how it's nonsensical to have all this bullshit about the physical body. We should be taking care of it. Absolutely. We should be eating well. We should be eating nutritious. We should be working out. We should be getting good sleep. We should be supplementing. We should be doing all of these things to take care of the physical force. We should be helping other people with that, specifically those who don't know anything about it or can't do that for themselves. We should be absolutely doing that. 
we haven't even accomplished that yet. Right? There's still starving people everywhere. There's still food deserts. There's still... We haven't even gotten past the base understanding of taking care of the physical form. I'm going to piss some people off with this one, but being morbidly obese is not okay. Oh, Phil, don't fat shame. I'm not fat shaming. I'm specifically worried about the three to six to whatever number, 10 trillion cells in that person's body that are suffering. You're telling me to worry about their mental state? Fuck that. We're not at that conversation yet. You show me somebody who's in peak physical form. And I'm still going to show you someone who's not mentally stable. You know how many bodybuilders I've met in my life who have body dysmorphia? Do you know how many physical trainers I know that are constantly in pain and just trying to get through the next workout because that's what the, the people around them rely on? Do you know how many people in my industry, body work or massage therapy or even physical therapists, all the way up to acupuncturists, chiropractors, even doctors who themselves are in pain constantly and it's weighing upon their physical or mental state because they don't have time off or they can't treat themselves or they don't have a way to have an outlet for different things. So they use some other coping medicine. You know have any idea how many bodies on this planet are so fucked up that the mental part of the body, that connection, the mind suffers because of it? The majority. That's my answer, is the majority. So how are we going to have a conversation about mentality? That's nonsense. One step above that, how are we going to have any conversations about spirituality if we can't even understand the mind-body connection? I really wanted to branch out. I really wanted to go into this thing known as spirituality, but I've come to the conclusion we're not fucking there yet. We're just starting now. It is most likely the task of those individuals born within the last 20 years, going from 2000 onward, to prepare the human society, that in which populates this world, to better understand the mind. And so far, we've done a pretty terrible job of it. So far, we've created control structures known as social media. We've created influencer groups and celebrities who somehow impact multiple groups of people but have no idea and are not professionals in any way. And I consider a professional someone who takes the time to suffer through, has a passion for, the willingness to suffer, correct knowledge in that realm of things. Right. You really want to talk about the understanding of what a celebrity is doing. Look at where they're getting their sources of information from. Right. Celebrity trainers, quote unquote, you know, get them that physique, nutritionists, doctors. But where did that, where did those individuals learn that from? Right. Who in their life taught them those things? Maybe they are the guru. No, no, I hate the freaking word guru. Guru is the poor word. Sorry. That one just came out of my mouth. Um, maybe they are the top of the professional line, right? Maybe they are the it doctor or the it physical trainer. Then, you know, instead of making celebrities fit and ready to go, they should be teaching everyone else how to do that. Because that's what we need. We need those people to be exalted in the understanding of, hey, we'd really like you to teach this to other people. But we won't do that because... Make too much money training the celebrities. Make too much money being the only one that knows these things. The dissemination of information is important. It's nonsense not to do that. We just spend all this time just hoarding knowledge and hiding it and coercing and corrupt. It's just all nonsense. Trees are nonsense. Bunnies are nonsense. The sky, the moon, the stars, the planets, the sun, it's all nonsense. It's nonsense until we have understanding. Definitions of nonsense. Words or language having no meaning or conveying no intelligible ideas. That includes everything unless you have some sort of understanding, some sort of basis in which to understand it from. Language, conduct, or an idea that is absurd or contrary to good sense. Well, if we don't have an understanding of what good sense is, then everything is fucking nonsense. 
an instance of absurd action. Everything is absurd action if we don't know why or what or how or when. We can't tell the story of it. Things of no importance or value. Well, nothing has an importance or value if we don't understand it. Affected or impudent conduct. Everything. Right? Everything is that. Everything is that when we talk about the conduct of the physical form to the mental state or the mental state to the physical form. We are just impudent to ourselves on a regular basis. I'm going to give you the definition of impudent. Marked by contemptuous or cocky boldness or disregard of others. Insolent uh, or lacking modesty, right? We're impudent towards ourselves. This whole idea of like, don't fat shame. I'm not fat shaming. I'm generally concerned for this person's well-being and the planet at the same time because they are requiring a set of resources that is not allowed to other individuals, right? The number of calories required for a morbidly obese person to continue to exist in that morbid obesity is on a scale 10, 20, 30, maybe even 50 times more than the allowed calorie intake for children in poverty. Think about that next time you want to talk about fat shaming. That's absurd. That is nonsense. The fact that someone can sit there and eat Five, six, seven thousand calories. When there are children who barely intake five to six hundred in the same day because they don't have access to it. If everybody had access to it, I'd be like, yeah, sure, go get as fat as you fucking want. I don't care. It's not good for you, but like, whatever. That's nonsense. The fact that we cut down rainforests. To build stupidly complex, ridiculous things simply for enjoyment. When that same wood could go to house individuals who have no homes. Nonsense. It's nonsense that we do that. Just cutting down rainforests in general and destroying the homes of necessary Plants and animals, also nonsense. It's an absurd action. Shooting each other over the understanding that we somehow require your land because it has the resources we need, instead of just simply bartering and, you know, having conversation, also nonsense. Paying people in political power to rule over us, nonsense. That's pretty nonsensical. Not paying them, also nonsense, but allowing them to make massive, you know, million dollar investment, you know, trades throughout their careers and not giving them term limits and, you know, allowing there to be career politicians, nonsense. Not having people to advocate for those who can't advocate for themselves, not nonsense. It is nonsense that we require that though. This is why I say everything is nonsense. None of it makes any sense. Just the existence of us in life don't make any sense. And those of us who have suicidal thoughts and suicidal tendencies, I believe, are those who understand the nonsense the most. That they feel, and I have felt, just so out of touch with all of this. You can never... You can never get any headway. You can never you can never change it. You can never help it along. You can never make it any better. It's just going to be this way. I don't know if I call that nonsense or not. I think we have defined so much bullshit, so much nonsense into just the way it is we have a really, really long road ahead of us to dig out of something like that. 
and it is going to cost thousands upon thousands of lives. It is going to cost entire generations to dig out of the financial hole that these world banks and grossly misdirected spending policies have gotten us. The amount of suffering that's going to happen over the next few years is going to be amazing. It's also going to be nonsense. That somehow we've taken something that could have made sense, like sound fiscal policy, and turned it into spend, print more, debt, own nothing, be happy. Nonsense. It's also nonsense to think that any one individual or singular group of individuals know better than others or know the right answer to questions is also nonsense. We have now capped 8 billion, billion with a B, 8 billion people. On this planet. With 8 billion people on this planet, you are one billionth, one eighth billionth, or however that would work out, whatever. You get what I'm talking about. You're an eighth of a billionth. Percentage. The majority, a 51% margin, would be if 4 billion and 1 knew what the fuck they were talking about. That would be a majority. That would be a majority consensus. If 4 billion, billion, and 1 were like, oh yeah, go right instead of left at the next intersection. That would be that would be a majority understanding. We're not there. We can't even agree that morbid obesity is probably bad. Bad on a scale that we can't even fathom. Not just the KCAL caloric you know allegory there of you know, well, if we're giving all the resources this individual, how why do we have an understanding of? And I, look, I live in privilege. I'll admit right now, I live in privilege. I live in the United States of America, and I make a, I make a decent living. I've fought for it. But yeah, I live in I live in privilege, you know? I can eat sushi. So I get I'm advocating against myself here in some regard, but I'm okay with that because I understand that it's fucking nonsense. This isn't gonna change anything. Anything I say is not gonna change anything. And that's kind of the point. The point I'm making is that everything is nonsense. So one of the most important things we can do to combat that nonsense is to have better self-awareness and mental health, to have a better understanding of the things that we see and we do and we understand, not allowing others to influence that. Coming up with those understandings for ourselves, not just reading the top layer of news and being like, oh, the world's going to end because of climate change. No, it's not. Since the 1940s, there's been some great catastrophe right around the corner. That's never happened. From the earliest writing of the Bible, there's been a book known as Revelations. It's never happened. Could happen tomorrow. Sure. Awesome. Cool. Rapture. Boom. Done. Write the bill. Let's get it over with. Awesome. Right? Or it could be another 10,000 years. It's all nonsense. So how do you make sense of nonsense? Right? How do you... How do you find a stable place? Well, rock bottom. The strongest ground you can stand upon is rock bottom. That's it. Well, how do we bring rock bottom into the community? That which you're not willing to push past, that's rock bottom. When you put the shovel in the ground and it tinks and the shovel breaks, that's rock bottom. You've gone as far as you can go down. 
And I think we're coming to that point. I think we're coming to the point where societies, communities, groups of individuals, families, friends, however you want to, you know, cut up the pie are getting to a point where they, there is no farther. You can't go any farther than where we've taken them now. And once that happens, they're going to push back and they're going to push for understanding. They're going to push for sense to make sense of things. When that occurs, there'll be more war, more conflict. And the piece I'd like to add to that is when that occurs, because it's coming, look for what's nonsense. Look for what doesn't add up. Look at people's actions compared to their words. Look at what they're saying and doing. Do they match up? Look to the individuals who are just trying to stay out of it. Let them be. Look towards the individuals who are trying to join your cause very willingly without asking a lot of questions. Question them back. Absolutely build community and, you know, find your tribe as it were, but be a bit skeptical on all fronts in the next few years, because there's a lot of nonsense out there. It's only going to get worse. It's also going to get worse because we're going to start realizing that a lot of the things that we thought were true were actually nonsense. Imagine if it were that an alien race came down and landed and started speaking to the populace in every country, all simultaneously at the same time in some sort of language that they can understand. All religions become nonsense because none of them spoke about that. Oh, but Phil, what about Scientology? Well, no, they only spoke about a specific thing. So if that thing is the thing that comes down, well, I guess, you know, I guess they were right. Cool, whatever. But a single alien race would prove all religions on this planet incorrect in some way. Maybe not completely untrue, but would specifically denote that the human understanding of those religions, the way it was brought to us, that there is this omnipotent figure known as a God or gods and that they somehow rule over our lives in that realm would have to be looked at again. Right? So the understandings of them would be nonsense. The control structures would be nonsense. If the central banking system starts to collapse, if the dollar, you know, curves and stops being the, you know, world reserve currency, which it's clearly on its way towards, we would find that the central banking structure, specifically that known as the Federal Reserve, is nonsense. It's an IOU structure. It has no reserves and it's not part of the federal government. It's nonsense. At the same time, we would find out that the government structures are also nonsense. There's just a lying coercion corruption factor for the banks to launder money back and forth to make certain people rich and other people not. They would be control structure that the government's bodies of the planet are just control structures to make it so that there is a rich and a poor class. Because without those two things, there can be no separation of the necessity for government. If there was equal opportunity, we wouldn't require government. And that also goes the other direction where that the requirement of government makes it so that there is no equality. A judiciary system does not need to exist if equality exists. The judiciary system only writes laws in the United States of America specifically to combat things that aren't right. Assuming that everyone is wrong and needs there to be laws. This is Thomas Hobbes versus Thomas Paine. Common sense versus the Leviathan. I've said those backwards. Thomas Hobbes is the Leviathan. Thomas Paine is common sense. But that's where the nonsensity of it all 
is rooted in. It's rooted in our history. Even the history we think we understand is all nonsense. It's constantly being rewritten. We're constantly finding civilizations that were older than we expected. We're constantly finding archaic realms of things that, you know, go beyond what we thought we understood. Even conspiracies to this day and age. It's all nonsense. Every time the government holds back information here in the United States of America, every time the Catholic Church denounces something, it's all nonsense. It means they're hiding something. Look at the action, not what they're saying. Look at the people talking about climate change that are flying on jets and driving on giant fucking motorcades, spilling out more carbon than you could possibly imagine. Even the Earth itself, any volcanic eruption that happens wipes out any carbon saving that we've put into place. It's not to say that renewable energy is a bad idea. It's just, why does it have anything to do with climate change? If that was the case, then we would want nuclear power everywhere. It's the cleanest, most efficient fuel we have. There's just a lot of nonsense. Everywhere, all at once. And that is the realm of war. The capital W. We are known we are in what's known as fifth generation warfare. Fifth generation warfare is fought with language. It's fought in the mind. Coercion, corruption, propaganda, misinformation, misdirection, mistrust, unguided influence. All of these things are nonsense. They are words or language having no meaning or conveying no intelligible ideas. It is up to you to decipher what's nonsense and what's not. All of these things are language, conduct, or an idea that is absurd or contrary to good sense. It is up to you to figure out what is good sense and what is not. All of these things are an instance of absurd action. It is up to you to decipher what is good action? What is wrong action? All of these things are things of no importance or value. What do they give to your life in any way? All of these things are affected or impudent conduct. We are at a crossroad that will change the very understanding of the fabric in which we live in, the, the, the reality or how we define it. Humanity could easily become the master of the elements around us. But my understanding that brings about this understanding of nonsense is the nonsense that I'm talking about comes from the fact that we can't even separate our understandings of the mind, the body, and the spirit. Instead, we try to control the body with the spirit. We try to get the mind to do something that the body doesn't want to do, or we ask the body to do things it doesn't want to do. We can't even have proper conversations between our mind and body. We can't have proper conversations between our mind and our spirit. There's no way we can get our spirit to talk to our mind in that realm. So we're just in this constant influx of nonsense. Words or language having no meaning or conveying no intelligible ideas. Our translations from the spiritual to the body through the mind nonsense. Our translation from the body to the mind to the spirit are also nonsense at this point. Until we figure that out, which comes at an individual level based on self-awareness and mental health, we can't move forward. You can't move forward. You can't become a happier or more content person. You can't get over your traumas if you don't Figure out what's nonsense and what's not. You can't deal with the PTSD. You can't deal with the stress and anxiety. You can't deal with the panic attacks until you figure out what's not, what's nonsense and not. You can't get better unless you understand. And you can't understand unless you understand what's nonsense and what's not. 
You have every tool you need to do that though. You have experience. You have the ability to fail miserably over and over and over again. Get up, dust yourself off, tell the world to fuck off, eat some ice cream and move on. As you can tell, I'm not pulling my punches anymore. It's not time to do that anymore. Now is the time to push, to drive. Now is the time for the Viking mentality. Just keep rowing. Now is the time to see the extent of our ability. The human body is a fascinating, wonderful, amazing invention. A system so complex and so beautiful that it trumps everything else on this planet. The human mind, even more. The human spirit, I don't even know enough about, but man, if we're going up the chain, it's got to be crazy. You have all the tools you need to decipher that in which is nonsense. That is which is words or language having no meaning or conveying no intelligible ideas. And that which matters to you, which helps you or affects you. Someone telling you you're fat or ugly means nothing. They haven't won. They've lost. They need to judge you to judge themselves. If you are morbidly obese, I don't mean this to offend you. I mean this to empower you. That that understanding of fat shaming shouldn't exist is nonsense. It has nothing to do with that. I want you to be a healthy person so that you can flourish. You can save money by not needing so many calories. You can experience new things that you never had the ability to do because you couldn't walk far enough to do so. You couldn't go upstairs or you couldn't do something due to an illness that was based on an inflammation marker that your doctors kept telling you was an autoimmune disease, but in reality is because your body was fighting off the obesity in which it was suffering through because three to 10 trillion cells that make up the human body couldn't do their jobs because they were stuck in this world where they had to maintain systems that were failing constantly due to the fact that they were all spread too thin and didn't have the nutrients they needed to do so. If you're anorexic, I also mean this to empower you. If you're spiraling out of control in a deep, dark abyss that you never think you're ever going to get out of, and so the only option you think you have left is suicide, I mean this to empower you. It's all fucking nonsense. Take a breath. Take another one. Take a few more. Just keep breathing. Everything else is nonsense. Doesn't matter. It'll still be there tomorrow. You can get to it then if you have to. Find some mac and cheese. Grab a bag of chips. Maybe get a green smoothie if it makes you feel better. Take some vitamin D. Grab a multivitamin. Hell, do some psychedelics. Smoke some weed. Have a glass of wine instead of 10. Go for a walk. Call your mom. Talk to your friends. Watch your favorite show. Cry. Yell. Scream. Get angry. Lift some weights. Just remember. It's all fucking nonsense. So just remember to breathe. And you'll get there. Usually I would end with my unusual... Go check this out, that out. But I think this is a somber ending. So I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with just remember to breathe. Check out taminghindrances.com for all my usual stuff that I say. There's an archive there you can use for resources that will also teach you how nonsensical all of this is. But just remember to breathe.